stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right. Well, as I say, I missed, uh, seemed to miss a lot of news on Friday when I was away. But uh, one of the announcements we got Friday, well, it's kind of two, I guess, but a lot pertaining to the legalization of cannabis. Now, federally, we've learned a bit more about the uh, excise tax that's going to apply on top of GST. One dollar for every gram is what's proposed. So this will be available for public comment until December 7th. So would add an excise tax of $1 per gram or 10% of the final retail price, whichever is higher, and then the revenue would be divided equally between Ottawa and the provinces. Now, the provinces don't like that because they say they're the ones who have to do a lot of the heavy lifting on legalization. I suppose it's true to some extent, but a lot of that is of their own making. If you're going to make regulation needlessly complicated, then that's that's on you then. Uh, And this notion of policing... Really? (laughs) As though we're not spending billions every year right now on policing when it comes to the status quo? So that's a really weird argument to me, too. But sure, one of the reasons for legalizing should be that we don't have to spend as much on policing. So if we're finding uh, new and creative ways to spend money there, maybe we should uh, have some second thoughts about that. Now, the other announcement we got on Monday here in Alberta And maybe a little bit of a surprise. I I thought that the uh, NDP government might be tempted, at least, to look at the um, public model of cannabis retail, to to have a uh, government monopoly in charge of retail. That was one of the options on the table. Apparently what's going to happen, we learned on Friday, is that private stores will be selling cannabis, but online sales will still be controlled with the government. So... I don't know. I mean, I think they've kind of got it half right here. could have been worse. But I'm not sure why we need the government inserting itself into online sales. All right. Well, joining us uh, for some thoughts on on where things stand as we uh, head toward legalization next year, pleased to welcome back to the program Dana Larson, a marijuana activist, OvergrowCanada.com. Dana, thanks for joining us here. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, let's start with the uh, the federal announcement last week, this idea of imposing this uh, excise tax on, on cannabis. Certainly governments are going to be looking to get their, their revenue out of this, but uh, is this too much? Uh, yeah, I'm opposed to the $1 a gram tax. I think that's too much. I'm happy to have PST and GST and those kind of things on cannabis, but... Uh, extra taxes, especially on medical users, because they want to put this tax not only on on regular cannabis users, but on all the current medical cannabis users are now going to be paying more for their cannabis than they ever have before. And uh, that seems just the wrong way to be going, and and especially punitive. Well, yeah, I mean, what are the potential consequences of government getting this wrong, at least, you know, imposing too much of a tax? Well, you know, on the one hand, I, I am against this tax, but I think it will be something that will be easier to fix and deal with later on than some of the other problems that are in this legislation. So, uh, I, you know, I, I think that they're going to have to ultimately probably lower this tax as, as time goes on. We've seen them lowering the taxes in Washington and Colorado uh, over time. The same thing will happen here. Uh, but, uh, you know, you put an extra tax on something when there's an extra societal cost. So with alcohol and tobacco, there's direct costs to the individual and to society when they use those substances. So we tax them more to help cover that. But with cannabis, there isn't any big social problems that come around from the use of cannabis or ma- 
major health concerns. So putting an extra tax on it is really just a cash grab and not about covering costs. Seems like it. What do you make of what we're hearing from the provinces? You know, this, you know, we're going too fast. You know, we've got too much to do and we're not getting enough revenue. So much hand wringing, it, it seems. Is, is any of it necessary? The provinces, in my opinion, should be thanking the federal government for for taking a huge burden off of them, for it's going to save them uh, a lot of money in enforcement. It's provinces and cities that pay most of the policing costs. Uh, Provinces pay for and cover prison sentences less than five years, which is uh, almost all of what uh, the cannabis enforcement leads to. So this is going to be a huge savings for every province in Canada. And yet we hear them complaining and demanding more money and more funding ultimately to, to, to not arrest people. And that, to me, is a very uh, bad perspective to have and one that uh, is quite shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's talk about what Alberta's doing. And obviously other provinces are, are trying to figure this out as well. Ontario, for example, is going to go with the government monopoly model. So the Ontario government is going to own and operate these uh, retail outlets. Alberta is going to leave that to the private sector but still control online sales. Uh, What's your sense of of how this ought to be done, whether any province seems to be getting it right? Uh, Well, we want an open system that that lets people participate and lets people access cannabis and produce cannabis in a fair way. Uh, the sales is one end of it, and the production of the cannabis is the other end. And I think we need some provinces to start calling on the federal government to let them hand out the grow licenses and production licenses at the provincial level as well, because we're not going to have enough cannabis. They can have all these stores open if they want, but I can guarantee you that if we legalize on July 1st, they're going to run out of cannabis across Canada July 2nd. Uh, there simply isn't going to be enough to meet the demand at the rate they're licensing it. So we need the provinces to step up and, and be able to give out those licenses and give out more of them. Uh, that's a big part of it. And then where it's sold and how that's done, that's the other half. Uh, I think a privatized model is better. But uh, ultimately, things have got to open up a lot more on the production end. So how do we do that? Well, we've got to get some provinces, and I think we're going to see this in British Columbia, uh, calling on the federal government to give them this power. And in B.C., we've got a very entrenched and vibrant uh, uh, craft cannabis industry. And I think we're going to see, coming out of the NDP government here, an effort to try to protect that industry by getting the licenses done provincially. I think that's going to be key. Right, because I think it's important to have people in the industry who, who understand the industry, right? And if we're going to put it all in the hands of government, I don't know that, that necessarily bureaucrats do. Well, you know, I'm, I'm hearing uh, people across the country, especially police, a lot of police are now, uh, or retired former police officers, are now joining the cannabis industry and wanting to market this product, which some of them spent their careers arresting people for. And I feel there's this effort there to replace the current cannabis industry and to say that everyone now growing cannabis, they're all bad people, they're all organized crime. We need to drive them out and replace them with this new pristine system. But that that's not how it works. We need to be absorbing the current market into legalization, bringing those people in, giving them a chance to participate, rather than demonizing and attacking everybody who's, who's already part of this industry. Right. And I mean, you know, we, we've got examples in, in BC and Ontario where we've got dispensaries that we could just regulate uh, and, and let them continue what, doing what they're doing instead in Ontario. For example, I guess we're going to go through the trouble of shutting them all down and then building new government stores from scratch. Does that make any sense? It does not make any sense. And, you know, dispensaries are happy to have fair bylaws and regulations. We've been pushing for that 
for a long time. And we've got, you know, situations in, in many cities now where there's dispensaries operating, uh, uh, and sometimes they get business licenses from their local city, and yet the feds are, are going to be trying to close these down. And Ontario, their model is very, very bad. They're really restricting cannabis in every possible way. They're, they're trying to attack the current industry, and there's no reason for any of that. Uh, they could save millions of dollars in enforcement and make a much better system if they would just move to regulate the current dispensaries, maybe somewhat with a shutdown and move, but grades and a police attacks, this is really just a big waste of time and money for everybody involved. Now, what about for people who want to grow their own or whether this encourages people to grow their own? Because I believe the, the excise tax will still apply to seeds, but does that, is that a cheaper way of, of producing? Yeah, they'll be charging you a dollar a seed as well. And, uh, yeah, you can grow your own cannabis fairly easily. Uh, and this, this model that you can grow four plants at home, I've already seen companies marketing, uh, secure greenhouses to grow four plants outdoors or special, uh, just sort of plug and play grow boxes where you can grow, uh, your cannabis indoors in a very safe and easy way. And, uh, I mean, I think it's great if Canadians grow their own cannabis, but you shouldn't have to grow your own cannabis to get a, to get a good price or quality product that should just be an option for those who want to do it but the higher the retail price is and then the more restricted it is then not only are people more likely to grow their own they're also more likely to turn back to the black market where they've been getting their cannabis all along uh, so you know I predict we're going to see this issue go on for years and we're going to see a thriving you know black market and conflicts over dispensaries and all these things are going to persist for for many years to come yeah, you may be right. I mean, as you say, taxes, we can easily adjust those, right? Taxes can be changed relatively easily. There are going to be other things that perhaps we, we commit ourselves to that uh, it's going to be a lot harder to change. Yeah, I mean, the tax is an issue, and I hope to see that number lowered, but I'm, I'm more concerned about other uh, sort of stuff in the system that, that's more entrenched and that will be harder to change in the future. And how licenses are given out, I think that that's a key one. And I'd like to see a more open system for sales. And I also, you know, there's ancillary things around this, too. Ontario's blocked people from using cannabis anywhere but in their own home. So if you're homeless, you can't use cannabis at all, or if you live in an apartment or you have small children in your home and you don't want to smoke around them, uh, this idea that they're not going to allow us to use cannabis anywhere or have any kind of a social setting for it, uh, that's another big problem. And uh, I hope that Alberta chooses a better path with that. I guess we'll see. Uh, more at uh, overgrowcanada.com. Dane, always good talking to you. Thanks for making some time for us here. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you very much. All right, take care. That's uh, cannabis activist uh, Dana Larson, overgrowcanada.com, part of his campaign. Uh, so there you go. There's his thoughts on uh, what the feds and the provinces are up to. Uh, I got this text, though, and I suspect there would be a lot of sympathy for this text. Uh, it says, as long as there's outrageous taxes on liquor sales, the tax on pot should be equally unfair. Take me back to a case of beer for under $20, please. Oh, the good old days. 403-974-8255 is a number. We're back with more right after that. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.